0: Welcome, it's indisputable, I'm your host, Rashad Richie, good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today, breaking down news of the day, my contributor, none other than Sharon Reed, host, commentator, anchor, and Rebel HQ All-Star. Always good to have her on the program also, sports, TYT sports now. We gotta add that, update it. All right, top story of the day, Rudy Giuliani, according to an allegation that's filed, Likes to, let's say, be intimate while talking on the phone with Donald Trump. That's not even the most disturbing allegation. He demanded sex from employees, sexually harassed and abused those who worked for him, created sham deals that never existed. They only existed in the parameters of the mind. Um, There's so much in this lawsuit that has been filed against Giuliani. Uh, But the video that was done years ago has resurfaced because of new context. Once again, I submit to you that in the report, it says that Giuliani liked to be intimate while talking to Donald Trump on the telephone.
1: Here's the video. I like
2: that. This, this may be the best of all, Oh, you dirty boy, you, oh, oh.
0: Isn't it ironic how both of those republicans were totally fine with drag back then? I mean, Trump was even fascinated by it. All right, let's put it up for mass. Hell of a story, a woman named Noelle Dunphy, Miss Dunphy, has filed a shocking and graphic 70-page legal complaint. This is against her former boss, former New York mayor, Rudy Giuliani, former federal prosecutor Rudy Giuliani, accusing him of sexual assault, harassment, abuse, wage theft, and other misconduct while he was serving as the former president, Donald Trump's serving as the personal attorney. So let's get into it. Ms. Dunphy claims that Giuliani hired her in 2019 as director of business development at a salary of $1 million per year plus expenses. Then she says he only paid her about $12,000 over the next two years. 12,000 over the next two years. Forced her to perform oral sex and have intercourse with him at work so she could, so he could, and I quote, feel like Bill Clinton, end quote. And demanded she either be naked, wear a bikini, or wear short shorts. He bought her with the American flag on them at work, even while he was on calls with the president. She claims. He regularly spouted off confused and hostile alcohol-laced tirades that were homophobic and racist in nature. She says she recorded some of their interactions as proof. Uh, Now, the fact that Giuliani is bigoted and racist is the absolute least surprising thing in this entire filing. okay? Uh, Giuliani is representing himself, which means he has a fool. For both lawyer and client. He denies the allegations and plans to aggressively defend against these allegations. This is not really a lawsuit. This is harassment and extortion. The recordings Ms. Dunphy made and the 23,000 emails she preserved may present a problem for him. Her allegations are so plentiful, so stunning, and so heavily backed. With receipts that they are impossible to adequately summarize here. That's according to the article, Jezebel. So, one bizarre tidbit. So, at the Daily Beast, uh, you got to give it to the Daily Beast. They always get the tea. So, let's put up what the Daily Beast has been able to confirm with some of these recordings. Duffy claims Giuliani made lots of sexual comments about public figures, living and dead including the late UK Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher. That he also constantly took Viagra and would demand that Miss Dunphy take care of his erection before finishing her work. She says Giuliani would force her to become intoxicated with him. And claims that once when he got her too drunk to consent to sexual intercourse, he remarked that he thought of her as a daughter, all right? Uh, Ms. Dunphy is suing Giuliani for ten million in back pay. Giuliani presented himself as a generous employer and a hero who would use his legal prowess to save Ms. Dunphy for, from a difficult situation. The lawsuit says, but he never—he was—he was neither of those things, and he did not deliver those things according to the suit. Giuliani was often under the influence of alcohol, according to Ms. Dunphy, who was made to bring him drinks as early as 10 a.m. to ensure that the former mayor did not embarrass himself while drunk, according to the complaint. Ms. Dunphy's workplace was regularly affected by Giuliani's chronic alcoholism, and Giuliani was rarely sober around her. Uh, Now, we've said this for years. Obviously, Giuliani has shown signs that he has a drinking problem. And I used to be a drinking man myself, so I recognize some of those signs of 100%. When he was on television telling everyone live on TV that he worked for the State Department and actually believed it, he was likely drunk that night, okay? All right, there's more. Uh, Ms. Dunphy's complaint against Giuliani on Monday referenced the infamous, remember this, remember Borat, remember that scene? And even included a steal from the movie showing Giuliani on the bed with his hand down his pants according to the complaint. The movie depicted Giuliani acting in a similar manner to how he acted with Miss Dumphy, according uh, during one incident when she stayed in his guest suite. Um, so there's another disturbing reality here that really we were exposed to a few years ago, and that was through the fake documentary. All right, when the scene came out that Giuliani was seemingly about to try and have intercourse. With an underage child. Uh, in the scene, uh, Barat jumps in, stops everything from happening, but clearly Giuliani is engaged in trying to go to the next level. He said, no, no, he was just adjusting his pants. That's all he was doing. He was on the bed in the hotel room with someone he believed was underage adjusting his pants. There's a problematic nature with all of these men. You see what binds them is their disrespect for women. It connects them, okay, him, Trump and others. This is their point of view, their overview, their worldview. See the reason why they don't care when Republicans come after women and restrict their rights. Listen, these individuals are not ideologues. They're not really true believers, they just don't care. They definitely don't care about women. So here you go. Giuliani, another great American hero, right? All right.
2: Sharon, thoughts on this clown. If you're not a pig, raise your hand. Okay. Is it if you're not a pig, raise your hand. Thank you, Borat. Thank you, yeah. daily beast. I've often thought that he was gross because of what we knew about how he treated his ex wife, Donna Hanover, and there's subsequently more. But now I know this speaks to his lack of humanity. Yeah. This what we do know, what's not even proven yet, lack of humanity.
0: Yeah, these people are in charge of important policy. These individuals have been placed in positions of the highest public trust imaginable and they were this damn dogmatically dirty to everyday people. All right, we'll follow. I'm sure there's going to be a whole lot that develops from this 70 page lawsuit. Horrible conditions, I'm talking about mold, mice and more. Put up the picture full mask, it's a damn shame. All right, we're gonna deal with it. According to a report from Fox 5 Atlanta in Southwest Atlanta, Georgia, tenants are fed up with conditions. At the reserve at Birch Creek apartment complex, where they say mold, mice, and bugs threaten their health. This has also made it to the school system as far as they're concerned. All right. One man says he sleeps with a mask on. Do you hear this? He sleeps with a mask on because doctors have had to treat him for mold exposure. Another family says they have no air conditioning and no heat. So they are uncomfortable year round. A third family says they've been forced to eat takeout every day. Because mice eat their groceries inside of the apartment. Let's put up the pictures. So tenants actually showed images of dead rodents on sticky traps. They say property management was kind enough to supply the sticky traps. But that didn't solve the problem. Management, according to a quote, management told me to use peanut butter on the tip of them in order to make the rats come to them. and called it a day. One tenant said in disbelief, never spray for pest, but charge $75 a month for pest control. There's more. Other photos shared with Fox 5 Atlanta show mold on the ceilings and in bathrooms. I sleep with a face mask on, one person says. It gets real bad when the AC is not running. I guess that's what spreads the mold, he said. It became a normal thing to see mice, and it's not normal for any type of living person, especially with children, he said. Nearby, thicket elementary school, the principal, Ms. Benita Grant, is concerned for her students' well-being. She found out some of them live in that complex. She said children cannot learn when they're focused on issues like this at home. I agree. So she started thinking of what she could do to help. It turns out Atlanta Public Schools has had a running partnership with the Atlanta Food Bank, all right, and Good R, all right. Other community organizations do help with those ventures. They have care teams to help fill hunger and transportation gaps for the kids who need it. Thanks to Principal Grant, they now include students at Fickett Elementary. Big ups to you, Principal, for being a trailblazer in this arena. Meanwhile, another parent told Fox 5 News she has now taken legal action, legal action against the apartment complex. Fox 5 also reached out. To the complex's corporate leadership for comment. As of Monday evening, uh, there was no return. Um, Alex Quitler of Fox 5 did a great job on this story. I'm sure there will be significant follow up. Uh, but let me say this put up the picture one more time of the apartment complex. I am familiar um, with this area. Uh, I don't know the management here. I'm not sure who actually is in charge at the level of corporate. I'm sure someone would get you this video. I'm sure someone would get you this segment. And Hopefully, you've already heard of the local reporting from Fox 5 News. Uh, Here's the reality, there are a lot of senior citizens in this complex. There are a lot of children also in this complex, the reserve at Birch Creek. Um, You all have been put on notice, you all have been put on notice. That community deserves better than what you have given them, they will receive better. This is an easy fix if you give a damn. Sharing thoughts here.
2: And they don't, and you know that, and so do I, Dr. Ritchie. And if this was your complex, would would you have no comment or not return a phone call? No. Okay, you would step up and say, Mike, this must have just happened yesterday, because this is not the kind of place I run. Right. I feel sad for the seniors and the children and everybody who has to put up with
0: this. So sad. Um, I want to remind. Uh, Everyone, including those who live there, okay? Uh, These are violations, these are violations. Please look directly at your lease agreement. Look at that agreement, utilize the wording of that agreement. Within the four corners of the agreement, you may have a remedy, look at it, all right? We're gonna follow up with this story and see if they respond adequately. Who would do this? A school teacher thought it was perfectly okay to allow a student to dress in a KKK outfit. All right, here we go. Uh, let's put it up for a mass Southern Middle School. So a teacher at Southern Middle School in Kentucky has now been suspended. Why? Because he allegedly allowed a student to dress up as the Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux clowns as part of a history lesson. According to a local news station, WYMT, the teacher gave students the assignment of dressing up as famous historical figures. And the teacher approved one student's request to dress up as him. That's Nathan Bedford. Nathan Bedford Forrest, who was basically the founder of the KKK. He's noted as the Grand Wizard, first ever Grand Wizard of the KKK. Okay? so. Before I go to the next phase of this story, I I want to remind everyone. This was an approved project, which means the child goes to the teacher and says, hey, teach, you said a historical figure. So I'm going to choose a hateful racist man. Can I be that person? Sure, approved, no issue, okay? There's more reaction from local activists, the teachers judgment. Drew harsh criticism from Whit Whitaker of the Lexington Fayette NAACP. What is your definition of hero or of historical figure? He said to WYMT, would he have done the same thing if he wanted to come as Charles Manson or Hitler? All right, Pulaski County Superintendent Patrick Richardson, has confirmed with the Lexington Herald leader that he had suspended the teacher who is not being identified publicly, but is under investigation by the Kentucky Educational Professional Standards Board. And, and sir, since you are not identifying who it is publicly, we only have your face as the leader and we will continue to utilize um, your leadership as who should be held accountable. He said in the statement, first and foremost, I am extremely disappointed and embarrassed by this incident. Richardson said in an interview with the Herald leader. I would hope our school and community realize that this does not represent the character of our students and staff as Southern Middle School in our district and our district as a whole. um, It at least represents some of them, Superintendent. May not represent them all, but definitely it represents some of them. So the reality is uh, there's uh, this tolerance in the culture of that teaching community That's okay with this kind of blatant racism. Because the teacher approving garbage like that obviously is a signal that the teacher was under the belief that this was okay with top leadership. Why would you say yes to something so insane, right? Why would a student recommend it? Do you think the student came up with this on their own? Or perhaps this has a parental influence connected to it. Naturally, it does. What are you doing to address the reality of cultural racism inside of your school system? You have a teacher and a student that did the exact same racist thing and you don't think you have a problem. All right, we'll see what the update is sharing thoughts here.
2: And these are the same people in Kentucky, the lawmakers anyway, Dr. Richie that are taking aim at CRT, right. which would which supposedly would, would cut out some of these teachings you would think. But okay, it's, Good people on both sides and this Mm. is who we are now, this is America, this is America.
0: It is, and it's so sad because we see what's happening. Them trying to take over um, public education, them restricting colleges, making it impossible for a teacher to teach. All right, we got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back, always good to be with you a lot on the agenda still, let me read some of these comments before that. Membership, right? Very important, Um, since our first broadcast in 2002, TYT has been a force in digital media with a mission to drive positive change. You're part of that drive. Our members help us to keep it going, make it happen. You all truly are the lifeblood of TYT, especially during times where media is changing dramatically. Support this work by becoming a member today. Very easy to join tyt.com forward slash join tyt.com forward slash join or click the join button on YouTube. We'd love to have you as a member with us right here, all right? Okay, a lot of comments. Next tyt reporter says, "Um, I'm willing to bet She got the strength to file this lawsuit from Donald Trump being held liable. There you go. Uh, VVV, America's mayor of my ass, he was horrible mayor. Uh, Now this woman has receipts, this trail is going to be interesting. I mean for a person to have 23,000 emails that has been verified by another media outlet and the wording that is currently um, said that's been verified is damaged. But you got to think about this, Giuliani promised this woman a million dollars a year, okay? And also promised her other benefits in addition to that one million a year. According to the filing, he paid her $12,000 over the course of two years and raped her. Okay, she recorded his ass, good. It may be absolutely what was needed to expose him. But think about what? trauma he put her through, that's the issue. He put this woman through two years of actual trauma. I mean, the whole trick bag of you're gonna get paid a million dollars and not doing that, that's horrible enough, right? Okay, Jenny B, this is an indictment of both that teacher, uh, talking about the school and the KKK outfit, as well as the parents. What middle school kid knows about that figure and chooses to dress as him? Right, because you can't really find Bedford in a standard, you know, elementary school book. So naturally, this was taught. All right, uh, Giuliani Soul Life says not a single detail surprised me. I, um, there was only one detail that surprised me. That whole Donald Trump talking on the phone—that—that that was different. All right, that did surprise me, nothing else did. Tyler Hackner, uh, gifted one in thank you so much for that, Tyler. Uh, Gerald Coaxum, double doser. thank you, we we'll appreciate you in advance. All right, got something for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would.
2: You wanna call the police on him for having a barbecue on a in- Sunday. You're still afraid, that's I'm gonna tell
1: them there's an African American man threatening my life.
2: On social, Shut going on social media. Good. You're going on social media, ma'am. You're going. Shut up. You're going on okay. social media. Shut up, you You're going on social media. You're spitting. You're spitting. Hey, ma'am. Ma'am. She's. That- ba- oh, that is an assault. Now I'm gonna call nine one one. That is an assault, ma'am. That is an ma'am. assault. Ma'am, that car wants to back out. I'm gonna ma'am.
0: call Do nine one one. Do one. it. Do okay. it. Okay. Do it. Ma'am. Okay. Do it. Let's put up the picture full of mass here. Okay. All right. You all, listen, y'all better stop playing with these Karens and start calling 911 for real, don't threaten it, all right? The woman did harass you, all right. Uh, we call this, we categorize our Karens, we call this OG Karen. Um, OG Karen, when told that the police were going to be called, decided to get out of the vehicle and commit additional aggression uh, against the individual who actually was being reasonable given the fact that somebody just spat upon them. Right, a lot of us would have lost our ish. All right, Um, an individual who believes obviously rules do not apply. What are your thoughts, Sharon?
2: That the uh, anti Karen who was recording needs to go see a doctor and get shots, Yeah. okay? That's what I would tell my child if she was out in the wild animalistic behavior approached irrational and got fluid on her, get shots immediately.
0: Yeah, yeah quickly, um, run. All right, got something for you, anti Karens, unite. You're
1: screaming at employees, law. get out of here. It's not racist. Yes, it is. No,
0: it's not. The United States doesn't have an official language, jackass.
1: Exactly. Why don't you come out with your own eyes and take a look? She actually is, outside. Awesome. She can see right at Sir, if common sense will tell you to drive up as soon you get a chance, but hey, you know,
2: common sense ain't common. Common sense? Common sense, that's what I think. You guys' heads are up your asses. And so is yours. You don't smell like shit on your lip. Have a good night, sir. Be blessed. You can and
1: Your tell me how it are going to get fired. By who? I, I you can you take them and have them come and come and kiss you. my ass. I'm not moving either one. Really? This kind of service that's bill. Oh when I was that kind of fool? yes sir? No, because I didn't
2: understand what you said you had or.
0: All right. Granted, the individual inside of the restaurant talking over the speaker, a little bit unprofessional. However, if I'm having to weigh this based on who was the most wrong, I would definitely say the customer. He brought a particular energy. At nighttime, when the shift is about to end. Everyone knows, you don't bring that damn energy in a drive through At nighttime, when the restaurant is about to close. Sir, the best thing they did for you is not serve you any food. Because I promise you, you go to a restaurant when the shift is about to close. And you give people that energy. They will happily serve your ass right there in their window. Yeah. All right, Sharon, um, I know some people are going to say, Doc, the guy on the other side talking for the restaurant was wrong. Um, All right, listen, people just aren't having it anymore. These Karens go around, they harass individuals, bring a certain kind of energy. And then when there's an anti Karen who happens to be in the establishment, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they want to scream, unprofessional. Nope, nope, you started
2: it, you were the aggressor, got your ass handed to you. You just didn't like it. All right, thoughts. You know, I'm a stickler for customer <laughs> service and proper protocols. It sounds like that'd be my employee of the month, <laughs> right there. <laughs> There's your employee of the month. Bonus time, sweetie, there you go. And he was so quick with it. I, I mean, it was like he had prepared statements
0: just ready. I mean, this guy's obviously a genius. Ready. Yeah, all right. We got more on the other side, stick and stay. Welcome back. All right, a lot of show left. Got a lot of comments. We'll read as many as I can. Um, I am Sox says, maybe Karens share some genetic code with those Jurassic Park dinosaurs that spit acid. Listen, I understand your line of thinking, and I cannot rule it out. But we must research. All right. Jenny Jupiter. Rabbit Karen. That's right. That's what I was thinking. C. Michael Henson. Thank you, C. Michael. Apparently, this OG Karen didn't see what happened to the days in Karen when <laughs> oh, she spit on that black woman. Um, not yet. Scott Smith, gift of one indisputable. Dr. Shaw Ritchie membership. Thank you so much for that. Um, Owen the Schmoopy Dragon. Do it. I have white person protection. Talking about. The Karen and calling the police. Also, Hoycat, I think. Uh, people in this country need to re- relearn that if you're a customer, you're not entitled to anything except what you paid for. It's a professional arrangement, no matter how little the service pays its employees. Dr- Dringer underscore dragon, I think. Uh, and he wants to eat food they are going to make for him. Laugh my ass off, dude. Think it through. No, don't think. Don't don't think. Just just drive over and get your food. All right. Okay. Hell of a story. What if I told you a killer, a man who murdered his own parents, buried them in the yard, was able to escape jail and live a normal family life? Well, it has been discovered. DNA evidence has identified this individual, put him up. This is such an insane story, but true. DNA evidence has revealed William Leslie Arnold aka John Damon. As a family man in Australia who was also a teenage killer who escaped a Nebraska jail. I'm gonna give you background to the crime first. William Leslie Arnold was 16 years of age in 1958 when he killed his parents and buried them in the backyard after they refused to let him borrow the family car to take his girl, uh, girlfriend to a drive-in movie, showing of the movie The Undead. Arnold went about his life in and around Omaha, Nebraska, telling everyone, even family members, that his parents had taken a trip. Two weeks later, he was arrested. He also confessed to the killings, led investigators to the makeshift grave site. The following year, he was sentenced to two life sentences in Nebraska State Penitentiary, but that's not where it ends. For one, he actually escaped from prison in 1967. And what the prison warden said was one of the cleanest escapes in his experience. And then gone on the run for half a century. Between his escape with another prisoner, James Harding. Using masks used to fool guards who conducted daily head counts at the prison. Immediately after the escape, the pair traveled by bus to Chicago where they split. Harding was captured within a year, but Arnold vanished. He married within three months and became a father. Moved to Miami and to California, divorced, then moved to New Zealand in 1978. And finally to Australia. This man was going around the whole world where he worked as a salesman. Arnold died actually in 2010, okay? He died in Australia. So let's put up this guy. Um, After the case was dormant for decades, all right? In 2020, the case was handed over to Matthew Westover, who was a deputy marshal in Nebraska. The drove five hours to see James Arnold, Arnold's younger brother, who gave a DNA sample that Westover referenced across an ancestry site. Nothing came up for two years until he received an alert of a match and an email from a man in Chicago who said he was looking for his biological father. The man has asked not to be identified, but he told investigators he knew his father as John Damon, and Damon had told him he was an orphan. The man asked who his father was and why he had been to prison. So I had to tell him, Westover said, I told him, well, he was an orphan. He didn't lie about that, but he killed his parents. That's why he was an orphan. Um, there are some additional details to this, but what strikes me in this entire story about this murderer is how he was able to freely move uh, in significant ways and had. Major interaction with governmental entities. Uh, he was married, he got a license, he was divorced. He went through the proper channels to do so. He traveled with ID. He traveled not only inside of America, but also internationally. Absolutely nada on the radar. This individual is not some kind of clandestine agent for the CIA. Just a, it was just a 16-year-old cat who killed his parents gets sentenced, escapes, and all of a sudden he moves freely and they can't find him. It's a hell of a thing. And you have to imagine at some point somebody just trusted the fact that he looked as if he was trustworthy. All right, Sharon, hell of a story. He got away with it. Bottom line, (laughs) he got away with it, lived his life, died, he's out of here. Won't be held accountable for double murder and burial of his own parents.
2: It's scary, it's eerie, your analysis is spot on. He looked, well, despite the ears, okay, maybe the ears would be the only thing that would give him away, Hmm. but he looked like he was just a trustworthy guy. And instead he's a stone cold killer who is well, I wonder what his passport looked like, well traveled.
0: Yeah, well traveled, all right, (sighs) hell of a story. Very sad, I put it up for a mask. A woman who was ran over, okay? Would not see justice, justice will not be permitted in this case, excuse me. Mika J Westwolf, 22 years of age, was walking home along US Highway 93 on the Flathead Reservation. This was in the early morning hours of March, it was March 31st. Ms. Westwolf was walking toward traffic when a Cadillac Escalade driving north on a highway struck and killed her. Ms. Westwolf was declared dead at the scene. That's according to a Montana Highway Patrol fatal report. Now, this is where it gets, it gets complicated for those who wanna make it complicated and it remains simple for those of us who are okay with simple tribal police were the first to arrive on the scene. And the highway patrol trooper who arrived later filed a fatal crash report listing an unnamed driver as a 28 year old woman from Butte. Who had two children in the car, a two year old and a four year old. None of the occupants in the car were injured. Alcohol, drugs, and speed were not listed as suspected factors in the crash. Because West Wolf was killed on a highway, Montana Highway Patrol is the lead investigative agency in her particular case. So let's go to Lake County. Lake County, the attorney, James Lapotka confirmed that on the same day as West Wolf's death, a suspect was arrested shortly after the crash on suspicion of DUI in Lake County, the suspect, a woman was booked into the Lake County Jail but released because the county attorney's office decided there wasn't sufficient evidence to file a DUI charge without the toxicology evidence currently being processed by the state crime lab. He added that the crime lab is taking about eight weeks to process the results. So the attorney confirmed that a woman named Sunny K, all right, Sonny K. White is 24 years old, and her Cadillac Escalade is being investigated by Montana Highway Patrol as the suspect car involved in hitting the pedestrian on March 31st near Arling. The attorney did not confirm whether White was arrested or was the arrested DUI suspect, but the victim's family believe the incident could be connected. White is not currently in custody and is not currently facing criminal charges in connection to. The death of Ms. Westwolf, alarming note about White and her children. According to a missing endangered person advisory issued from the law enforcement agency on April 7th, seven days after the death of Ms. Westwolf, White broke into a residence and took her two children, four-year-old Aryan and two-year-old Nation. Did you hear me? The children are named Aryan and nation. What I'm saying is it looks like she almost got away with killing a native woman, okay? And now this discovery of alleged white supremacy has surfaced. Is there a connection in the police department is my first question as to how does she end up just walking away. There's more. The Montana Standard uh, reported this information to us. The children's ages and genders and whites age and gender match information listed in the fatal crash report. Everything adds up. Uh, here's the family GoFundMe. I want us to help as much as we can. Um, Mika Matters, Justice for Mika, Josephine Westwolf. Um, we're raising money here. Do the best you can. Make sure positive vibes, prayer uh, remain with the family. All right, hell of a thing. So here's what I'm seeing here, Mr. Mayor, all right? Now this is speculation, but I've been right about these things before. I'm seeing something that is something that is not right. But it seems like the dots are starting to connect. There's this white supremacist connection. It, it has to run deep for you to, to, to name children Aryan and nation. okay? That, that's deep. All right, that's deeply rooted, her getting away with it initially, not being arrested as anybody else would have and staying in jail, the person is dead, right? Uh, This doesn't make sense until you consider that there are connections that are unknown at this moment. Mr Mayor, what are your thoughts?
1: I I think also, uh, well, first of all, Miss White is the mother of Aryan nation, Aryan and nation. Did she change her name to White as well? Mm. So, uh, if, if if any, did they did they also implicate the state's uh, DUI charges because they just said they didn't have sufficient evidence, which means mm-hmm. their standard field test is not sufficient. So everybody that has those charges should be trying to say, hey, that that evidence is not sufficient. If you didn't give me a toxicology test, then it's not sufficient. That's the second thing. Lastly, lastly, where, where other than America? Do you name your church Aryan Nations? Yeah. You can't make this up. The idea the tolerance for suffering of people of color. Where is where is Miss Westwolf 2 million dollar raised? She did nothing except for try to walk home and was murdered. I'm going go ahead and call it murder and I know I know legally that's irresponsible, but let's be serious. Let's we see what's happening here. There's a pattern and not just in not just in this case but in America where we see all of these signs. All of these all of these factors, all of these elements, and we still won't call it racism. We won't call it white supremacy. We won't call it America doing business as usual when we know exactly what it is. And all they're waiting on is for it to get out of our conscious and the next media sensation comes about. And this woman will walk free while Miss Westwood family suffer with no justice.
0: Not on our watch though, Mr. Mayor. Okay. A Florida teacher, yep, Florida teacher caught abusing a special needs student. Let's put her up for a mask, damn shame. Sherry Evans Robinson, okay, Ms. Robinson is a 55-year-old Florida teacher, has now been arrested on child abuse after allegations surfaced. So Robinson would pull the hair and ears of a special needs child to gain compliance, knowing it caused the child pain and discomfort. Police said investigators interviewed witnesses and concluded the defendant engaged in physical force when the victim acted out. The arrest came after the Sumter County Sheriff's Office was notified at Wildwood Elementary School. Let's put up the county school board assistant superintendent. Her name is Deborah Moffitt. Deborah Moffitt released a statement on the matter. It says partly and I quote, student safety, Student safety is of utmost importance, and both the school and the school district cooperated fully with law enforcement. While everyone has the presumption of innocence, Mrs. Robinson would not have any contact with students pending the outcome of adjudication. The Sumter County Sheriff's Department released uh, Robinson's arrest file immediately, uh, detailing the case, which um, really spurred outrage from parents, naturally, many of whom. Uh, like Cat Phillips feel the school has a pattern of abuse, right? Uh, and here is the administrative faculty faculty presiding as the abuse occurred. You got Principal Summer Shirley, Assistant Principal uh, Brittany Brown, and Assistant Principal Megan Manino. And here's the latest on the matter to date. The Sumter County Sheriff's Office priority is protecting the victim and their identity. Therefore, no further information is being released, officials said. And Robinson was released from jail on Thursday night after posting a $2,000 bond. It is unclear if she has retained an attorney. Um, We continue to hear about these types of stories, especially coming out of Florida, where school systems are having legitimate issues between teachers and students where teachers are abusing students. But you do not hear the. Florida governor say we need to nip this in the bud. We need to provide uh, significant oversight to ensure students are safe. Nothing will come out of this as far as policy or legislation. Because in Florida, they're concerned about fictional boogeyman. They want you to think that somehow critical race theory is your true enemy. No, it's the person violating the child. That's an enemy, that's an enemy of the child. That's an enemy of the system known as education. That's the enemy of decency, all right? morality, but these are things not being considered. And this is what happens when we focus on issues that are really irrelevant. They're only made relevant because they want you to pay attention to them. We start to lose focus on things that are relevant, that need our attention, that deserve a response. This won't even hit the radar of DeSantis. Okay, sharing thoughts.
2: And I look at her mugshot and I wonder how how afraid the student was. Mm. I'm grateful that the Sumter County Sheriff's Office is seeking other victims. Other information, they're asking if you know something, please let us know because it can't be a one off doc,
0: That's it right. can't be. It never is, um, We, you and I both have been reporting on stories like this for a while, it never is a one off, even if you can't prove the other allegations. Uh, they are there, the people are credible and we typically believe them. All right, we got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back, a lot of show left. Let me read some of these amazing comments. Thank you for joining the conversation. All right, we have Lynn, Lynn says, Why would a woman like that even become a teacher? Especially one with a specialized credential working with special needs children. That's one of the saddest parts um, of the story. The person goes to get additional training so that they can have um, insight, knowledge, understanding, um, expertise. They do all of that to create an environment that's abusive to a child. They should have a particular understanding about, so damn sad. CE, how can you be a family man and cure your own bloody parents? Arnold is a bell end, it's it's hell insane, isn't it? Not only did he kill him, buried him. On the line of truth, damn, and he fled to America. Things that make you go, hmm. he fled in America. Uh, He was sentenced in Nebraska and then he decided after he escaped he could travel how he chose. Uh, C Michael, thank you again C Michael. I bet that Ron DeSantis won't even bring legislation to address what this teacher did in his own state, uh, too busy banning things. You woke yet Ronnie? (laughs) Good, you're absolutely correct. Um, Orpheus underscore Alicon, I hope she didn't have any children. Yeah, well, we gotta check, right? And we gotta check to make sure she didn't abuse any other children, uh, C23, Jones 88. Um, so I know, I was joking last year about COVID making people's brains uh, smooth. But these daily crimes are definitely showing less impulse control. Um, seems like something's in the water, doesn't. All right, we have an update, a story we reported on from day one. Security guard at a Walgreens decides to shoot. A shoplifter, video has now surfaced, here it is. Okay, so that is the initial encounter. It looks more like mutual combat than a credible security protocol and as they are engaged in this combat you will clearly see how aggressive the security guard is over an alleged shoplifting incident okay at this point there seems to be a subduing but you will soon see that changes The individual is simply trying to leave the store shoplifting. Typically is not one of those crimes where you think somebody needs to get shot. But he shot him right there. Saw that he shot the individual right there. We now have the video. I wanna remind you that the DA said no charges, which is insane. Video gets released. It's more damning than we ever believed. Let's put up these pictures for a mass. On Monday, the San Francisco B.A.S. office decided to release the shocking surveillance video showing the moment a Walgreens security guard shot and killed a 24-year-old Banco Brown, who struggled. With being unsheltered. This all occurred because of an alleged shoplifting incident. The DA, Brooke Jenkins, put her up. Okay. Brooke Jenkins, the district attorney, duly elected to uphold the Constitution, prosecute crimes continues to defend her decision to not press charges against the security guard. The security guard's name is Michael Early Wayne Anthony. She says there was nothing to disprove Anthony's claim of self defense and urged residents not to rely on the video of the shooting alone to form their opinion. The footage shows Anthony who's a licensed security guard, he's been licensed since 2012, Step in to stop Brown from leaving the store with a bag of items before Anthony begins to repeatedly punch the suspected shoplifter. After the two struggled for several seconds, Anthony puts Brown in a chokehold and forces him to the floor. Where the pair stay for a few moments as store patrons casually walk past them? The guard eventually lets Brown up and the alleged thief picks up the bag and walks toward the door, footage shows. Brown then turns around on his way out and appears to make a move toward Anthony who lifts his gun and shoots Brown once. Anthony said in the police interview, he instructed Brown to put the items back and claim Brown was the aggressor who fought to keep the items. The security guard told police that Brown kept threatening to stab him after he told the man to calm down while the two were tussling. Anthony said he let go of Brown but drew his gun and pointed it at the floor in case Brown launched at him. According to him, he said he shot Brown when, he, when the suspect made a move uh, toward him, made a move to charge him and realizing it was too late that Brown would just spit at him. Brown did not have a knife on him. He's just saying, "Oh, I, I, I overreacted in the moment. I thought he was going to do something else. Well did not do anything else, was simply trying to get away from you, um, Mr. Security Guard. This comes down to something even beyond policy, legislation, statute, the unwillingness of an elected prosecutor to do the right thing. I want us to analyze it from a different perspective. What kind of human being? Is okay with shooting a person for shoplifting. You know, I'm reminded of lyrics by CeeLo, talked about an incident when he got robbed. The music artist says, I value both of our lives more than this car. Where is that? What happened to that? Have we completely disconnected from humanity? When there's any level of agreement that a person, a human being should be exterminated because they are poor. I promise you, rich people aren't walking into Walgreens stealing. So if the shoplifting is even true. Which by the way, we'll never know for sure what was happening. Because there will be no adjudication in court. Let's say the shoplifting is true that everything they're saying is accurate. There's no other explanation, right? Let's just accept that. Do you kill the person? You shoot them? You want them dead? Why? What is it inside of another person? That would be okay with this kind of action against a shoplifter. All right. Um, There are a few things here, Sharon. Uh, Number one, Walgreens, Uh, they have been kind of left out of the conversation. I want to bring them back in. Walgreens should release a statement, should stand against the security guard. They have not so far. Highly doubt they will. And I wonder what is at stake here that we don't see. What is behind the scenes? Does the DA have some entanglement somewhere that we're not seeing? Because obviously, everybody who has watched this video, they have said clearly, wait a minute. We thought it was something more threatening than that. Even the security guard says they overreacted. Uh, that's called negligence, then. If you cannot prove man's rea, if, if this was not something done intended as a crime, fine. You have gross negligence still, you have criminal negligence. The person is dead. Sharing thoughts here.
2: I was looking frantically to see if this security guard was an off duty police officer because I, I just mm. I'm just trying to figure out what DA Jenkins. No confidence is up to here now. Now even they're supposed to observe and report, right? Dr. Ritchie? Yep. observe that's right. and report. That is okay? correct. I want to respect people's not even your stuff, not even your stuff. Why do you care so much to take a human life? This is despicable and this DA Jenkins is um, why? Why is she taking up space in the public sphere for this?
0: Yeah, and you have to imagine Sharon, that part of the calculation just like we saw on the New York subway. Mm -hmm. Part of the calculation not to immediately charge is because of the status or perceived status of the victim. And that is the danger of Not us right getting there. caught up. That's right, getting caught up in these status debates. And who's in this category or that category We're all human beings are all got souls. You don't have to agree with somebody's lifestyle to agree that they deserve to live
1: Damn, shoplifting brother, you could have helped. You could have been a decent person.
0: Now you're a killer, you gotta live for that rest of your life. You know you shouldn't have got away with it. We got more on the other side, it's indisputable stick and stay. All right, welcome back. It's a damn shame. Once again, a cop, a Houston cop shoots an unarmed black male. Here's the video.
1: Use your hands, don't move, do not move, do you understand? Why do, you, do not move, do you understand? Man, what do you wanna do? Step out, no, no, step no, no, out, what's you step out, because you get hit a stolen vehicle, man. turn the vehicle off. What are you tripping for, man? Turn it. <laughs> man, come on, you tricking, man. man. You're sitting, right? Stop, man, stop. Man.
0: I have more video, the man did not want to go to jail. He did not want to be caught. Let me put up this picture full mass. provide some context before I go to my next video. It's such a sad encounter. The intense body cam footage released by the Houston Police Department last Wednesday shows an altercation between a Houston officer and an unarmed black man. Which resulted in the 44 year old Jamar Thompson being shot, fatally shot. A loved one identified as Danica Abraham screamed in agony during the entire incident. Cops say the officer lost his taser and his radio during the tussle, which was picked up and held by Miss Abraham. His next move reaching for his firearm, okay? There's more video.
1: Yes. Yes. yes, give me that. give me that. give me the paper. Yes, oh, no. Give me the paper. Give me the me
2: Okay,
0: I need you to really understand something very clearly about this encounter. I say this often and I will submit it to you again. Just because someone may need to see a judge does not mean they deserve to see their maker. Police officers are not designed, designated to be judge, jury and executioner, that is not their protocol, at least according to their profession. However, we see encounters like this all too often where if the person happens to have black skin, and God forbid if they happen to be a male with black skin, there is absolutely no courtesy for life. But we have also seen when police officers go out of their way, way out of their way to make sure life is preserved when the person may be of a different hue. You know, there was a time in America when you could shoot uh, unruly black men without penalty. It was called slavery. It was okay. It was legal. It was allowed by the government if a black person was being combative, unruly, disorderly, whatever they decided to categorize black folk as. So You have a different permeation of it, codified in law enforcement. Which by the way, law enforcement is another, uh, let's say perversion, so to speak, of the slave patrol. Isn't that ironic how the DNA of these two particular dynamics come back to itself every time? Now, policy, right? Policy can help. We don't have the George Floyd Policing and Accountability Act, doesn't exist. They have not eliminated qualified immunity as was campaigned. Over 90% of Americans believe that there should be some level of police reform. We're talking about police officers, still nothing, still nothing. All right, Sharing thoughts.
2: That's so disgusting, Dr. Ritchie. And at first I'm like, I don't wanna see this trauma. We all need to be exposed to this trauma though. We all do need to be exposed to it because as long as Trump and DeSantis preach about cops and vigilantes really getting off. Yep. They're gonna continue to kill black people because we can't shed our skin and run away to Australia and start a, start a family right. after murdering people. That's not what we can do, stolen car, okay, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's insane, <laughs> um, a stolen damn car allegation. That you I'll haven't even you. confirmed, haven't even confirmed. All right, we'll bring you updates as the story develops. We have more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back, a lot of show left. Let me read a few of these comments, all right. Um, right, 15, deadly force used over less than 100 bucks and merchandise, Walgreens, Judge, Jury, and Executioner. Yeah. So sad, isn't it? O Jam says, I'm more disturbed by that customer who watched the guard shoot the shoplift and didn't flinch at all. I think there's a good amount of people out there who would expect or who expect and want to see people get shot in the street. That's an unfortunate reality. Orpheus underscore Alcon, uh, that was an execution, charges must be filed. That's what it looked like to me, and uh, nettle. I hate the phrase shots fired, you shot someone. There's nothing passive about that choice. Um, I learned the reason why they use that terminology in their um, radio code. Uh, it is so that media will not know exactly who did the shooting because media agencies, local media in particular, they will have um, radio monitors where they can actually listen to communications, um, emergency communications, especially with the police. So when they simply say shots fired without any further context, no one in the local media will know that it was in fact a cop who shot somebody. That's the reason, all right? Student gets suspended for doing the right thing. Recording a racist school teacher, school teacher uh, gets suspended. Student gets suspended. How does this work? How? Let's put it up full mask. In Springfield, Missouri, a Glendale High School teacher who repeatedly used a racial slur in class last week has now resigned. The student who recorded the video has been suspended. What, for doing what exactly, okay? Um, let's put up the picture. Here's what was said in the May 9th recording, okay? So we do have the transcript and I'm going to read it to you. The teacher says, um, is the word in word not allowed? All right, so the teacher says it, okay, student. I'm just saying right now as a teacher, if you want to keep your job, this isn't a threat for me, teacher, I'm not calling anyone. And then the teacher says N word again, student, I understand, teacher. I can say the word. The teacher said the N word twice in the video after reportedly saying it several times before the student started to record, all right? She told her mom who called Glendale High School teachers, the school leaders, excuse me, the executive staff, the the mother said when she arrived at the school before noon, the teacher was actually already being escorted out. All right, good sign, right? Here's a statement from the school itself. Let me read it. The teacher who was initially placed on administrative leave following the situation at Glendale High School is no longer employed by Springfield Public Schools. Furthermore, much speculation has occurred regarding student discipline related to a video recording of the unacceptable classroom incident. Student discipline is confidential per federal law as Springfield public schools cannot disclose specifics related to actions taken. It continues, the student handbook is clear. However, on consequences for inappropriate use of electronic devices, any consequences applied per the scope and sequence, would also consider if minors are identifiable in the recording. And what if any hardships are endured by the students due to a violation of privacy with the dissemination of the video in question. The student who recorded the video is a 15 year old sophomore named Mary. We are choosing not to use a last name to protect some sense of privacy. And a family has retained an attorney, okay, from Missouri to try and get the SPS to reconsider its actions. The family member pointed out, The section that said, here's the quote, their prohibited conduct includes such things as audio or visual recording of faculty or staff in the classroom, acts of violence, disruptions to the class environment, or other acts prohibited by the district's disciplinary guidelines. It prohibits taking photos or videos of acts of violence. So if an assault, assault crime occurred and someone took a video of that, They could get in trouble for capturing evidence of a crime. And that is exactly right. We've reported on those before. Put them up, Glendale High Principal, Dr. Joshua Groves. And the Superintendent of Springfield Public Schools, Dr. Granita Lathan. All right, Um, leadership is with them, buck stops there. So let's analyze what we have. A student is engaged in a private conversation with a school teacher who is being racist, repeating the N word over and over again, so much so that the student has time to start recording. And the teacher is so affixed on saying the N word, the teacher doesn't even notice that the student has started. Recording. So there's this recording, the recording goes to the right place uh, and the student gets suspended, suspended, the student should be a hero. The student should be championed, this is what you do. The same school that talks about anti-bullying, if you see something say something. You don't think a teacher using the n-word with a student is a form of bullying, you don't. What message are you sending to the rest of the students? Hmm? If you see your teacher doing something that's either A, really, really bad, or B, illegal, make sure you don't record it so that we don't have to respond. The reason why that teacher was being escorted out by the time the mother got there at 12 noon is because there was a recording, ladies and gentlemen. If the recording did not exist, that teacher is likely still in that classroom being biased, Prejudice and racist against other students. So, this student did everyone a favor, got punished for it. Sharon, thoughts here.
2: I really thought when you started to lay out this case, Dr. Ritchie, that the outcome would be different. We're close to the end of the year, the ceremonies where you walk across the stage and you're recognized, and this student deserves a medal. I hope that the Urban League, NAACP, I know Michael McMillan out of St. Louis, they need to give this this student some kind of reward and status symbol to show you're a freedom fighter and keep at it. And I hope the lawsuit prevails against these fools at the the school district. Yeah,
0: we will update it as that lawsuit comes. I really believe it will come soon. Okay. Everyone needs to hear this story, all right? Everyone needs to hear this story. There's an FDA recall for tainted infant powder, and it could be fatal, all right? Um, so let's put up pictures full of mass. A baby formula made by one of America's big four manufacturers has been recalled for a second time. This is number two, the second time after companies continued to distribute the tainted powder. So Michigan based uh, Perigo company urged Americans to stop using certain batches of Gerber, all right? Gerber Good Start Soothe Pro formula, to be exact. This first warning came back in mid March when tests spotted a bacteria, bacteria that can actually be fatal to children under two months. That's why I want everyone to hear this story. If you don't have a young child, it's okay. You may know someone who does. You need this knowledge. However, on Sunday, the product had to be recalled again. After discovering that the powder had been sent to independent grocery stores in eight different states even after the alert was sent. Americans who bought the powder have been urged to throw it in the trash immediately, contact the company for a refund. While no illnesses have been reported yet, the Food and Drug Administration urges parents to look out for fever, poor feed, and excessive crying if their child consumes the formula. The notice was re-released on May 14th by food distributor, Associated Wholesale Grocers, which admitted that it was still selling the deadly product. Batches that had been recalled were sent to eight states. It includes Alabama, Georgia, Indiana, Kentucky, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, and West Virginia. On May 17th, the company issued a recall notice for nine lots of its Gerber Good Start sue the uh, trademark powdered infant formula. They said the move was out of an abundance of caution. After tests showed the formula was contaminated. It was contaminated with the bacteria that is naturally found in the environment, but particularly adept at surviving in low moisture dry foods such as baby powder. Now remember, it can be fatal for children under two months, all right? It can be fatal according to their report. Uh, It is harmless to most people. It is harmless to most people, but in rare cases, can prove deadly for infants younger than two months because it can infect the blood or cause swelling in the lining around the brain and spinal cord. It is not clear how the bacteria got into the baby powder. But the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says this can happen if formula comes into contact with a contaminated surface or if other ingredients used have already Been contaminated. Now, that's the part we probably will not get to know. Where did the contamination come from? Typically, the recall happens, lawsuits will uh, happen, and then it goes away. Sharon, thoughts on this?
2: I love my baby, who's now 11 and a half, so much that this is scary. I hate, though, Dr. Richie, that these are always mostly voluntary recalls. If it's not right, get out in front of this. And we do need to know more about how and when exactly. Right, that's right.
0: All right, uh, maybe an update will come. We will give you that if it does. Sharon, always a pleasure. Have you Thank on the program. You so much. Tell people how they can probably check out your great work.
2: Uh, TYT Sports, I'm excited to be part of that. You can catch me there, share and read live across all platforms. I appreciate you, Doc.
0: We appreciate you, always a pleasure. Remember, take care of yourself. Take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable. Welcome to Indisputable, I'm your host, Dr. Rashad Richard. We got a lot happening today, but what do we do on this show? We tell the truth, you know why we tell the truth? Because the truth is simply indisputable.
1: Rashad, great to be here, congratulations on the new show. And I gotta let everybody know that Rashad and I go way back.
0: People still need health care, so I won't stop. People still need criminal justice systems reform throughout this country, so I won't stop, and you won't stop either.